A few decades ago, I lived in a robust Western town called Ramona, California. Is anyone from there? Please be sure to give me a shout out on Instagram or send me an email if you are. Well, anyway, while there, I begin attending a once a week prayer meeting with some friends from my church. And I can still remember pushing my firstborn in a stroller down that dusty street through a deep ravine each Tuesday morning en route to our prayer date. Well, one morning during that prayer time, one of my friends, Eileen, said she was having a vision. Now, this is 1986, and my church did not really embrace the idea of visions. And I'm going to tell you more about that vision and why it is still monumental for me today. That's all coming up next on Storming the Gates. Welcome to Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. You will be inspired, equipped, and find strength for every battle you face. Hello and welcome back to Storming the Gates, the podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. I am Joni Scott and I am your host today. And I've kind of taken the calling Storming the Gates STG. Make sure you say G. Um, But initials are so popular these days and it's so much easier to say. Okay, well, we have been taking a deep dive into Lord's Prayer over the past year or so. I mean, yes, it's been a year or so. Well, that's because I really love to look deeply into the word of life, just like it says in James 1.25. Do you remember those weird 3D images that were in a book? And and if you stared and stared at them until you were cross-eyed, all of a sudden an image would kind of pop out of the page. And that's how I see God's word. We can take it at surface value and we will learn and grow. But when we gaze intently on the word of life, new images emerge. And it's as though we had never read that scripture before. And that is why I love diving deeply into the Lord's Prayer. Though I did hear a speaker say just the other day that Jesus answered the disciples' request to teach them to pray with a simple prayer. And that was in order to show them that prayer is simple. And I actually like that too, because it's true. I love that prayer is as effortless as talking with a best friend. But I also love that it's an endless adventure through the peaks and valleys of life with glimpses into magical caverns and colorful springs of water. I mean, I speak uh, figuratively, of course, but it really can feel that way at times when we are meeting with our Father face to face. Well, the Lord's Prayer is both simple and it's deep. It's all the above. Previously, we covered our Father, then who art in heaven, and hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, notice the Lord takes his sweet time thinking on who his father is and what his father wants before finally coming to our need. The next verse is, give us this day our daily bread. Well, lately, I have become very aware of this human neediness that plagues us all. I have spent gazillions of minutes asking God for help, a job, direction, for me. (laughs) Slowly, as I have gazed deeply into the word, it is dawning on me 
that the more important aspect of prayer is what God is doing. It is exciting to connect with the very heart of God and join him as a partner on his adventures. And that's what the first half of the Lord's Prayer centers around and why it comes first. But now we are going to take a look at our own personal need in Matthew 6, 11. Give us this day our daily bread. And I'm going to start with my friend Eileen's vision, which I mentioned in the introduction. So we were praying together and she halts us all to say she sees a loaf of bread. Not just any bread, no siree, but wonder bread. I mean, is wonder bread still around? It's that pure, white, super soft processed bread families devoured at every lunchtime. I mean, I know I grew up on it. Eileen went on to say that she felt it was for me. And I'm like, okay, you know, sort of dubiously, like what? And even Eileen looked confused for a moment, but she really felt God had shown her this. And then she said, I think, you know, and she's feeling a little foolish, but doing her best to understand what the Lord is saying. I think it's because it's packaged and packaged is okay, but it's never as fresh as the first day. And I believe God is saying to quit using packaged truths, but seek God for a fresh truth every day, every single day. Okay, now that, that is muse-worthy. Muse, newsworthy too, I suppose, but something to muse on. In fact, I have thought about that loaf of Wonder Bread, picturing it wrapped in a see-through plastic package, colorful dots at either end, many times through the years. The image and the truth stuck. In fact, in today's whole green world, it resounds even stronger. What it means is that just because the Lord met you in a place of prayer and or Bible reading one day, it's still important to go back the next and then the next and get fresh bread from heaven every day and avoid the packaged preserved stuff. And this picture can also speak to the fact that sometimes we gather our truths secondhand. Maybe we get it from someone else's YouTube video, which, by the way, I would like to do in the near future, or a Sunday message, or dare I say, a podcast. (laughs) These forms of media can be wonderful and meaningful. I mean, I certainly hope so, because obviously I'm podcasting. But there is no packaged bread that can compare with fresh, out-of-the-oven bread, and no shared truth can compare with receiving a revelation or insight yourself right from the throne of God. God wants us up and out there gathering our own bread for each day. Take a look at Exodus 16, verses 14 through 20. It says this, When the dew was gone, Thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Now, 
Here's the Wonder Bread portion of this. Verse 19. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. Verse 20. However. Uh Uh-oh, the word however is there. (laughs) However. Some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until the morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Well, how interesting is it that Jesus said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So this manna in Exodus is meant to be a picture of Jesus. And what were the Israelites told? Go and gather the bread from heaven every day. You, get up, go. Don't try to store it. Start fresh again the next day, gathering what you and your family needs. He is going to provide just enough, exactly what you need. When we consider that this bread represents Jesus and our spiritual bread, I mean, mind blown, let me spell it out for all of us. We are meant to be with Jesus every single day. In fact, it is actually a command. Look at Matthew 6, verse 34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Why does the Lord tell us not to worry about tomorrow? Because he wants our minds and hearts to be at rest in him. Are you worried about tomorrow? Take a look at today. How is today going? Can you get through today? What needs your focus in prayer and in your mind today? Isn't that enough? Jesus thinks it is. Don't pile tomorrow's burdens onto today. Take his yoke and learn of him. He is humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. I mean, rest. Does your soul need rest? Let Jesus take today's burden and walk alongside you. And then he wants to greet you in the morning with thoughts and plans for the next day. This has been especially true in the last few months for me because the Lord keeps kind of putting a to-do list in my mind as I've been praying. So I would write these things down and then accomplish those items. There's been nothing like overwhelming. For instance, I was going to be watching my grandsons and I was praying about my day with them. And it's like the Lord said, take them swimming. That hadn't even occurred to me. It was just dropped into my mind. And I did. And that was a great blessing. And then recently, he reminded me that there was an item that had been sent to me twice by accident. And the Lord was like, you are not allowed to keep it without paying. I mean, I felt his sternness like, whoa. So I got a hold of the company right away and told them that I had received two. It's a great company. And they told me, don't worry about it. Go ahead and keep it or give it to charity. Wasn't that sweet? Um, so when the Israelites kept this bread, what happened? Maggots. Oh, I can think of nothing more gross than smelly, squirmy, slithery maggots in my house. I mean, to this day, I cannot eat deep fried shrimp because at the age of 21, I once left some in my kitchen. And the next day, I'm like, what is that terrible, terrible smell? And when I open the shrimp container, maggots. I mean, who wants maggots in their soul? Yesterday's time with Jesus is for yesterday. 
Today, you need to go out into the fields and gather the fresh word for your day. There is one exception, of course, and that's Sunday. For us, it's Sunday. But on Saturday, they gathered twice as much. They worked more. So at the Sabbath, they could simply rest and enjoy the bountiful life God provided them. And the phrase, give us this day our daily bread, can also speak to the idea of provision. And I think that is what we tend to think of it. The Lord has promised over and over to provide for us. Is that something we should pray for? Well, even though provision is promised, Jesus tells us in the Lord's Prayer to ask for it. I have to tell you about the oddest experience I had today. Uh, And I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share it, and that is why it happened. So I'm a school bus driver, and at Christmas and at the end of school, I tend to get gift cards as, you know, appreciation. And I treasure those gift cards. I mean, not nearly as much as I treasure the handwritten notes and cards, but pretty close. Well, four days ago, I went through a short stack of those gift cards because I wanted to move them from my wallet to a pocket in my purse. That way my slender wallet could stay slender. (laughs) I wish my body was so easy to keep slender, but I digress. So I went through each card to determine which ones were going to stay in my wallet and which ones would be placed in my purse in the pocket, sort of the archives of gift cards. And that is why when I was shuffling through my archived group for a coffee card, I was stunned to find a perfect, crisp $100 bill. I mean, I took that thing and I turned it over my hand a few times, stunned. I even asked my husband, did you see me go through my gift cards? And he said, yes, he did. And I told him, I went through them today, like just a few days later, and here's a $100 bill. It's like God wanted to put it somewhere where I would know (laughs) that it had not been there before. And part of what's interesting about this is that someone had given me a $100 bill just before Christmas. And... I, in turn, gave it to a friend's ministry. And it was almost as though (laughs) that crazy thing bounced back again. Uh, In fact, I even asked her, did you put that back in my purse? But she would have had to, like, found my gift cards. And I just, no one's going to do that. I don't think. Maybe someone would. But the reason I'm sharing this story, because I wouldn't normally share it, is because when I planned to write on provision, it seemed that God was saying, this is an example of my willingness and eagerness and, might I add, joy in providing for us. There's a saying, you can't outgive God. And that is a concept we should all get a hold of. It's the one place God says, and I also believe he says it with a hearty fatherly laugh, test me on this one. Listen to Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Woo! I like that idea. And Jesus reinstates this by saying in Luke 6.38, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Woohoo! And another interesting thing about finding money today is I had actually already planned to share in this podcast a story from my childhood that is similar. In fact, speaking of my childhood, 
This is a little side note for a moment. In two weeks, I'm going to be dropping an interview that I had with my uh, pastor and counselor brother, Ken Shomo. As kids, we observed the countless times God provided financially for our family of seven. And what we saw has spilled now into our own families and into our lives. And I want you to be sure to catch that interview. I mean, I'll be honest, I was impressed with what my brother shared. Not just the stories, but what he's gleaned from the Lord during both the rich times and the lean times of his life. It made me laugh and cry and say, hmm, quite a bit. Now, that is coming up February 21st. All right. So in the story I plucked out from the many memories of God's provision in my childhood is a time someone in need at church asked my mom for $5 for gas to get home. And my mom, ever the woman of faith, did not hesitate for a second. She gave away her last uh, $5 that was in her wallet. But when she got home from church that day, she realized one of us kids needed the $5 for an outing at school. And my mom was standing in her bedroom. And as she stood in her room, she wondered if she had made a mistake giving away her precious $5 bill. She was looking to heaven for an answer as she stood there and she heard the words in her soul, give and it shall be given. She opened her top dresser drawer and there as crisp as a starched dress shirt, was a $5 bill. And I know it was not there before, she told us kids later that day. I had to get socks out of that drawer twice. And you know what? I suppose $5 then would probably be worth 100 today, or at least a carton of chickens, right? Or not a carton of chickens. That would be interesting. A carton of eggs. But anyway, I digress again. God promises to provide for his kids over and over. Psalm 37, 25. I have been young and now I am old, and yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Psalm 34, 10. The young lions may grow weak and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will supply all your needs. And he's saying that to those who assisted him in his ministry, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You have to take time to notice that these promises are for God's kids. They're for the righteous. They're for those who seek God. They're for those who give. Now, let me talk for a minute for those of you looking for provision, and it seems like it's just not there. I want to say, hang in there. Do not let go of God's hand or your confidence in him. Years ago, my husband and I had moved to what I called the little city in the big woods to start a church. And the first two years there, we faced rejection, loneliness, and utter poverty. I often had no idea where a box of diapers or heating oil would come from. And before we moved there, the Lord had given me a vision. In the vision, I saw our family. It was myself, my husband, and two littles going through a door in heavenly places. I mean, the only way I can describe it is as though the door was in outer space. And I heard in my heart, you're about to go through a door. And we were about to enter this new ministry in an unfamiliar place. And there is no turning back. God was saying, you have prayed and I have answered. But then he said, once you go through that door, you must pray every single day. 
If you do not, the enemy will toss you around like a rag doll. Whoa. And I did pray daily, gathering my manna as I knelt on a threadbare rug in a cold house every day, no matter how fearful I was of the future and my ability to care for my little ones, God would give me a verse or something that was just enough to enable me to stand back up and face that day. I am very sad to say a a time came when I began to think I didn't need to pray every day and maggots infested my soul. But that is now another story of and for another time because God has now restored my soul. And we can be certain of this. God's word is truth. And that, my friend, you can bank on. All right, I'm going to finish there because in the next episode, my brother Ken has some powerful insights and interesting testimonies to share about the provision of the Lord. And he's also going to be uh, speaking about those seasons when it seems like God has forgotten us or God's not providing or I think I'm cursed. All right. So um, let's let's close with prayer and we will see you back here in a couple of weeks on Storming the Gates. Lord, I lift up those who are finding themselves in a place of need in this season. Maybe they need direction. Maybe they need help. Maybe they need finances. Or Lord, maybe they think they need those things, but you know there's something else more important that you are doing. Lord, I pray whatever it is that they will take that time to gather manna. And Lord, that you will meet them in the fields and that you will give them exactly what they need for each new day. I thank you for your promise to do so. And thank you for taking care of us so well. You're a good, good father. And we bless your name. Thank you once again for listening to Storming the Gates. Be sure to visit our website at stormingthegates.net. While there, sign up for the newsletter and you'll receive free prayer cards and a Bible study for each episode. Check the show notes for links to items mentioned in today's show. We'll see you here again for the next episode of Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer.